Stampede. Garner is at number 115. I like to think of myself as a natural man. I'm not a backwoodsman, but I've spent many nights sleeping in forests, alongside rivers and lakes, and I even once fell asleep on a lake in a canoe, not to mention many nights aboard a wooden fishing boat in the North Atlantic. Yeah, I love being in nature, But nowadays, at my age, I can fall asleep on a bench in a major city alongside a busy street with buses, cars, and trucks passing by. That's not to say I'm homeless. I'm not. I just could fall asleep at the drop of a hat. So I'm a big believer in letting people do what they want just as long as they don't force themselves on others. I mean, out west, in dry desert country, some people like to spray their front yards green to make it look like they've got something that passes for natural green grass. Now, don't get me wrong, I believe in water conservation, but... Aesthetically, I'm not sure I like the appearance of dry earth painted green. 
I'll say this, if you like green, well, move to a tropical rainforest. In fact, I've been in tropical rainforests in Central America, Southeast Asia, and Africa, and I love them. Yeah, the green world is a healthy and beautiful world. But then again, I love the silence you find in a desert as well. As I said, I'm not a big fan of painting your front yard green, which brings me to how our government attempts to paint something untrue. Now, you can convince people something is true when it isn't, if you just keep telling them it's true. For the last 50 years, our economy was incentivized to promote consumerism, a system based on wanting more. And that's what the American public got. More of everything. And our leaders kept saying, get more, because it will make you feel better. Now, that was the untruth. And that was what you were fed for 50 years. And you believed it. You were taught getting more, even destroying to get more, was what was good. But no, that created greed and distrust. And that hasn't been good for us.
politicians have a way of pushing forward. And it's nothing new to hear them say, it's usually themselves they're pushing. There isn't a successful politician who doesn't have an inflated regard for him or herself. Politics breeds big egos. And good politicians worth his or her salt know winning is everything. So when confronted with decisions that can end a career of a politician, they don't necessarily choose what's best for their constituents. A good example is the concern over the government continuing to add debt to our already increasingly unprecedented historical debt. Now, there's nothing more heartwarming to a politician than to have projects worth billions of dollars spent in their districts, where voters remember who to vote for during an election. You've got to spend a little to get results. And politicians who've been in office for 40 or 50 years know how important it is to keep the wheels turning. Their livelihoods are dependent on the integrity of structures for our government to remain open. They must continue. The strength of their power can't be called into question. And that strength goes far and deep, extending to the privileges of their families and friends, to even people whose job it is to protect them. When you have power, you're not easily convinced to give it up, and you aren't about to end the funding of the government. No, You're a function of the government, and your first priority is to assure there's money to keep the government operating, not necessarily the security of the people you represent. That's why governments lawfully tax the people to create revenue. Only problem is today, revenue doesn't only come from taxes. No, Our government does something else. It prints as much money as it wants or needs and calls that our resource to prosperity.
Prosperity is a difficult thing to judge. Some people like to measure it by our gross domestic production. My grandmother was overjoyed when an electric refrigerator was brought to her kitchen and the box with its blocks of ice were removed. Maybe that's what you call prosperity. When the place you're living in has a refrigerator, maybe it's an air conditioner, or maybe it's running water or even a bathroom with indoor plumbing, or maybe it's two cars in your garage. Yeah, that's what we Americans call prosperity, and a whole lot more. We think that's why so many people from around the world want to come here. We've got lots of stuff. It wasn't long ago when this country was considered secure because we were isolated from the rest of the world, separated by two oceans. In fact, there was strong debate whether our country should participate in global affairs, that we shouldn't concern ourselves with what happened outside of our borders. That kind of thinking existed a little over 120 years ago. But things have changed, and oceans can't keep us isolated or safe anymore. In fact, we've produced a military stationed around the world, and our leaders say the weapons we possess make us safer. Today, I woke up to hear one of our nuclear submarines struck an object in the South China Sea. Now, you've got to ask yourself, how did that happen? Not to mention why. We aren't making this world safer for Americans or for anyone else. We've built an economic system designed to make us want more. And we've done it by guarding it with our military. But that isn't what we should be doing. Prosperity has never been about how much stuff we can accumulate.
You can't have prosperity without trust, which raises the question, do Americans trust what is being told them? Our politicians find it difficult to legislate a way to continue to fund our government. They claim if they can remove the ceiling of the federal government's budget, they'll resolve all the difficulty of funding our government. No more limits will just make it easier for the government to function. Besides, it removes all the anxiety associated with defaulting on our national debt. Yeah, some of our leaders are promising unlimited prosperity by simply appropriating as much money as they want. Now, in a consumerist society, wanting is nothing new. In fact, consumerism is built on the principle of wanting more. Only trouble is, you run into a problem if the system can't continue to supply those needs, that the money you use is worthless, and you can't get what you want. If you can't trust the money you use, you've got a problem with prosperity. And the fact of the matter is, this country's government is insolvent. It's in financial crisis, or put another way, our country's government is continually coming close to missing its debt obligations. In other words, our government is close to being declared bankrupt, and I've got a sneaky suspicion that could put an end to what we call prosperity. Our government is on the verge of being put in financial receivership. Now, if you're not familiar with that legal term, allow me to quote, Receivership is a remedy of last resort involving the conduct of executive agencies that fail to comply with constitutional obligations to populations that rely on the agencies for their basic human rights. In other words, our government will not be able to function on its own and will lose control of its authority and power. Now, some politicians might not like that.
it didn't have to be this way for us. We didn't have to end up living this way, twisted by corruption and greed. No, that wasn't the way it should have ended up for us. For 50 years, our politicians instituted a system that distorted our values. You see, consumerism was incentivized to make us want more. And with it came some very ugly human behavior. Wanting more makes you willing to use methods to get more, even if they're violent and destructive, and making you envious of those who have more than yourself. It created mental health issues like paranoia, malignant social behavior popping up everywhere, rioting, looting, mass murders. If you're honest with yourself, you know that these things have been happening at an increasing rate. And our politicians and their propagandists lay blame for what you've been seeing because of inequity, injustices, historical genocide, getting even for what the culture of white Europeans have done in the past has little to do for why someone loots a Walgreens or a Walmart. No, that's an excuse for what really is going on, which was created by the violence of a consumerist economy. You don't mind stealing or destroying because you can blame it on history, not who we are today. Why should you be held responsible for your actions when the story of slavery made you loot, kill today? But you see, you're still slaves. You figure it's your turn to pay back, thereby never taking responsibility for anything. Just blame it on the white guy. Because you deserve to get more, just like all the others. Besides, what you do is nothing compared to what the white people at the top do. But maybe they have a point, because the people at the top have been stealing for a long time.
This week on Gardner Isn't, you first heard a composition from Mario Beltrani, Dead Robot Walking, from the iRobot movie, a 2004 release. Then Alan Silvestri's score, Victoria Calls, from the 2013 movie, Red 2, followed by more Beltranti from the movie Venom, Sea Cell. 2021. And to close, two pieces from the movie Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. She reminds me of you. And With the Flies, composed by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, a 2011 release. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.